can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up cause of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in, I'm never boxed in. When you see me in my zone, when I'm in my zone, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm unknown to the world that's full of clones. My originality spoke. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? I am your baby mama's child's counselor favorite Mr. GQ. I'ma keep this shit short, short and sweet. I'm DJ Michael B. Let's get to it. Load a show today. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, do not ask me where I come up with this ridiculous shit from. I promise you. I had I had something to say. I was going to say, ask your grandma about me. I'm DJ Michael B. And you just, once you said what you said, it just it took me out. I couldn't do it. And just keep it short and simple. I'm it's DJ Michael like B. My, my intros are just knockout punches at this point, you know? So. Yes, 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 yes. So maybe we ought to just flip it. You know, maybe you ought to go first. Because, <laughs> oh, shit. You never um, know. All right. So I understand we just had a bunch, you know, we had a laughter like we always do. But um, real quick before we get the show going. Um, we do got to kind of bring it down just a notch for a second and um, send out our uh, our rest in peace to take off. Yeah. Um, I'm sure most of you by now have probably seen that that fucked off ass video. I didn't want to see the video. Then somebody kind of showed it to me and I didn't have a choice. And I was like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have seen that video. But it's unfortunate. Um, I don't it, I don't know. I'm 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 a. I'm going to take it here real quick and just be like, bruh, you need to make peace with your family members because you know the whole, the whole breakup of, of Migos where, uh, it, what was it, Cuban Links and I with, with uh, Quavo mm-hmm. and, uh, and Takeoff yeah. and Offset was off by himself and it, they, they had a beef or whatever it was going on. He's never going to get the closure he wants. Never. He will never get, bruh, y'all need to, whatever it is. You need to bury that. You have to. This is just another reminder that people are in your life for seasons. Like Kanye West said, people are really are in your life for seasons. It, it might be all four seasons. It might be one season. You never know. And you know what? To follow that up, I mean, Post Malone said it best. Seasons change. Yeah. Like we're running in circles. Yeah. So you just, you just never know. It, like it, you can't. No matter what happened to cause the friction in a relationship when you have put together something beautiful, like when you have worked hard and put an album out or when you've worked hard as a team and won a championship or when you've had a brotherhood and you've been, you know, brothers since, you know, the 90s and all of a sudden something happens in 2016 and y'all ain't cool no more. Like you telling me one little fallout 25 years into your friendship, your brotherhood, your, your partnership, whatever the case might be, is enough to to ruin all and everything that you've been through prior to that. I don't see it. It's ridiculous. And it sucks. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it sucks. And they're all related. And that's, that is, it's not like, like I told, I told Ivan, I was, I said, man, it's not like they just, they lost a close friend that they made music with and have good memories. They grew up together. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they were brother. They they lost the bro. I don't care if Quavo is the uncle or and and whatever. They, they were brothers and I bro. If if one of if I was to wake up right now and I, I heard one of my brothers died by somebody shooting him, I didn't. I wouldn't care 
if you were if if you're a if you're a distant friend, you're going to be dead to me, and I'm going to make sure it's going to happen, bro. I just like I would I would the rage would just take over me, and then to hear that it happened by one of his own people just who can't shoot. This is why gun safety and gun classes are important too. By the way, yeah. If you gonna let me, <clears throat> excuse me. I had this conversation with some people, and let me put a different light on this. If you are going to be a multi-million dollar athlete, artist, whatever the case might be, and you're going to have a private event, go ahead and spend that extra money on trained professionals. Oh, for real. And stop fucking around with this bullshit like, oh, I got some cash from the... No, fam. Having cash from the hood don't mean shit when the real bullets start flying. There's a reason why somebody like Floyd Mayweather got a fucking NFL offensive lines worth of fucking bodyguards around him. Yeah. He has fully trained individuals who know what they're supposed to do. There's a reason why those cats take level four security classes. They're the same people who essentially are a a couple notches below type of secret service type of training shit. It's called personal protection officers. That's what a level four certified security officer is, is personal protection. Level three, commissioned officer. Means they can carry a firearm. Level two, non-commissioned security officer. Catch you see it. Like a fucking bank and shit or somebody you see at a school. Like these are security guards with no fucking weapons. You need to have somebody level four qualified, retired police officer, retired military or above. Because just having your boy from the block from way back when ain't going to get it done. Point blank. Yeah, man. uh, Sucks. Um, I don't know who the kids are going to listen to. Like y'all keep y'all keep killing the artists, bro. Uh, This time it it was takeoff. Last year was the last year was Dolph. Yeah. Year before that it was King Von. I mean, it, it was all in November. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know what it is about November, but um, bro, like. Yeah. So I mean, with that, I want to take a shot, take a drink, take off to my favorite Migo, and the best rap out of all three of them, um, by far. Yeah. So, sorry we had to start the show on a bit of a a low note, but in the great spirits of Gentleman's Talk, you uh, already hey. know we're going to turn this motherfucker up. You know what? DJ Michael B, get us. In the way of Triple H, are you ready? Listen, man, this is the thing called Quick Takes. I know it's been a while since we did some Quick Takes, but yeah, like you know two, what? It was like two episodes ago. You know what I'm saying? It, there's going to be some random ones in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I, I, let's say, uh, how about seven questions? Hey, let's go. Work for you? I'm All good right. with it. Let's go. So, on a scale of one to ten, what chance do you give the Brooklyn Nets to land in Ime Udoka? Ten. Mm. I gave it a ten, too. Not going to lie to you. Best player in the NBA right now? Giannis. NBA season ended today? Who would be MVP? Giannis. We're going to talk about that because that's not who I went with. And I love Giannis. Um, I'm going off the eye test. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate your week so far. Rate my week? Yeah, I told you it was going to be some random ones All in right. here. Eight. Eight? Okay. 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 On a scale of 1 to 10, how impactful is... The death of takeoff to the group of the Migos. 
10. Do you think they can ever bounce back? No. Mm. Okay. So, now we get into the quick takes I wanted your actual takes on. All right. Like, it was just a bunch of random ones just now. Astros or Phillies in the World Series? Who are you taking? Astros. Mm. I love that answer. All right. You got Rams, Indianapolis, Green Bay, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Denver, Arizona, Chicago, Cleveland. All with three wins. Correct. Best three-win team. Tampa. You got Atlanta, San Francisco, New England, Washington, Cincinnati. Best four-win team. Oh, and the Chargers. San Francisco. San Francisco. Most impactful trade at the deadline to end this thing off. Most impactful trade is most shit. Christian McCaffrey to the Niners. Boom, boom. And that was my pick, too. And that was prior to the trade deadline. But speaking of the trade deadline. Yes. In case for some reason, to quote myself once again, you slept under a rock like you are, Patrick Starr. Yeah. Let me give you a little recap of the trade deadline. Ladies and gentlemen, there were 10. Count them. 10. Which broke the original record of five on trade deadline. Line day. I'm not going through all 10. I'm only going through the ones that I'm highlighting. So there you go. You had Bradley Chubb that was traded to the Ravens. Bolstered that defense big time. Pretty good. One that went under the radar, but I think will make a huge impact in the playoffs. Naheem Hines being traded to the Bills. Wow. I actually think that will pay dividends in the playoffs. If Naheem Hines would have been on the Bills roster last year when they played the Chiefs, the Bills would have beat the Chiefs. Because they did not have a running back to come out of the backfield that could catch passes like a Naheem Hines. Absolutely. Point blank period. Chase Claypool to the Bears. I actually like this trade a lot, but I like it more so because what you're doing now is you're showing your faith in the quarterback. Darnell Mooney being a number two is best for that offense. You have two solid running backs and you have a you have an, a slightly above average tight end. You should have enough offensive weapons for Justin Fields to be successful now. And now you need to build that defense because you just traded away Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Wait a, who, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. What about that offensive line that's atrocious? Well, will you let me you, you ain't even let me finish. You traded away two defensive stars. Yeah. Because essentially. let's not forget that you did trade away Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn recently. Crazy. But Back to what we were talking about. You had Chase Edmonds get traded to the Broncos as a result of the Bradley Chubb trade. So, I have a feeling this may happen. Don't be surprised if Melvin Gordon gets cut. Yeah, that shouldn't surprise anybody um, at this point. I think Marlon Mack, unfortunately, will also be released after next week. Because um, for those who don't know, for the NFL's sake, when you sign a player from the practice squad to your team, they must be on your roster for a minimum. They must be there for a minimum of three game checks. So, this would be... Marlon Mack's third game check for this particular... Well, they're on a bye week, so at least one more week. Anywho, that's neither here nor there. The biggest trade on trade deadline day, TJ Hawkinson being traded within the division to Kim Folk Cousin. My cousin! Yeah! And them Vikings. So now you are talking about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You are talking about KJ Osborne. You are talking about Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and now TJ Hawkins. It's a beautiful thing for me because I got TJ Hawkinson on both of my fantasy teams. All I'm saying is, holy fuck, Detroit Lions, what were y'all thinking in trading away arguably your best offensive weapon? 
DeAndre Swift has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown has been great, but TJ Hawkinson's been there just you know, a tad bit longer. But I understand. But somebody I think, that to you, me. you know what? I wonder if um, that when I first saw this trade, the first thing that came to mind was more like a. I wonder if he just went to management because you know it wasn't publicized that he was available. He probably just went to management like, look, I feel like I've I've done everything I could here, and I would just like to be at least traded to some kind of contender. I've gave y'all everything that I could give y'all, and management probably you know because for for somebody like it's, it's kind of like um the Von Miller situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, look, y'all are going into rebuild mode, and I've been here, and I, I'm a veteran. I don't want to be in rebuild mode. And I've done everything I could, and I've stayed, and this and because C.J. Hawkinson was one of the the bright spots for the for the yeah, Lions for sure. forever. So, but I mean, just imagine if he would have been a quote unquote available. Yeah, you know how many teams would have probably went after him. Yeah, I would have bet, almost would have bet money that somehow Tampa could have scooped him up. No, I'm just being serious. Like, because tell me one thing that makes Tom Brady the best at what he does is having a tight end. That can change the game. I'm just thinking. I'm. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just thinking about it, and I'm sitting here thinking like, look at that receiving core and add a TJ Hawkins into it, and tell me that that doesn't essentially help Tampa rebound. It does because they're still dealing with the with, with Gronk being gone. Yeah. So two more trades to go through. Yeah, Jeff Wilson Jr., who was traded to the Dolphins, which reunites him with his coach Mike, Mike McDaniel's, McDaniel's from the 49ers. So now you have both of Mike McDaniel's former running backs on the same roster. Now. Let me talk about this trade that most of you guys probably fell asleep on, didn't even realize it happened, or were like, that doesn't make any sense. Calvin Ridley <laughs> traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I, I said fell the asleep name on it. Calvin Ridley because we know that Calvin Ridley's dumbass was suspended for betting. First player in the NFL to be caught betting on games since the 1960s. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I still don't think he should have been suspended for that. I do because it's in the bylaws. I mean, I get it. No, fuck that. I, that, I get no, it, but no, but, I, but but rules rules are made to be changed. No, and not not that. He he no. he he bet on himself. I don't. No, betting betting on betting in the sport that you currently play in, I think, is a conflict of interest and the wrong answer. I guess. I, I, he bet on himself, though. I don't. That's cool, but I would. Not, I I not, understand why he was suspended. Not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah, not I understand why he was suspended, but it's just like now, had he bet his team was going to lose, I'd be like. Okay, bro. Wait a minute, but I mean, he yeah, bet. but he, he did. But you're but you're taking one situation and be like, ah, oh, no big deal. What if I'm a guy on like the Texans and I literally just bet that my team's gonna lose every week and I bank off of that? Right, but that's not what Calvin really did. No, he, but I'm saying that's one example is what what Calvin really did. But look at something like look at the current landscape and assume that somebody was doing that. Now you're making money off of essentially. I hate to use the word tanking because they don't really tank in the NFL. It's a different word they use, but. If you suck, it's tanking. You, I mean, no. When you trash, you trash. That's why the Texans are one in five. When you trash, you trash. Nobody asked you to bring that up. Hey, I'm just. Hey, call a spade a spade. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, okay. Them and the Raiders. Trash. I about to say, what about the Raiders? But okay. They just got blanked by the fucking by the fucking Saints. Speaking of the Saints, um, let's move over to our picks. So we had a very interesting week eight, to say the least. It was very compelling. So going down the line there, um, DJ Michael B, you went eight and seven this past weekend. Trash. Um, I went ten and five. I went. I, I went to swing for some, some, some wild shit. Um, I mean, 
we both took the Panthers. We did not expect the Panthers to cough that fucking game up. No, not at all. It pissed me off. Um, you did go for the Raiders um, against the Saints. Now, mind you, I did not see that fucking 24-0. I thought it was going to be a close game. and Yeah. yeah. And the game that ended up going into fucking overtime was the fucking Carolina and Atlanta, a division game. What are the fucking odds of that shit? Well, we already know how that goes. Um, you did go for Pittsburgh against the Eagles. Um, I was not betting against the Eagles. Um. Just can't do it. Jalen Hurts right is just due for a bad game, and it's like it's never going to come. Well, it damn sure ain't going to happen on Thursday. His homecoming back to Texas? Hell no. Nah, he going to put on a goddamn show. Um, We both took an L from the Giants, which I, we did not expect Seattle to just do it. Not like that. You know how... Yes, you do. I, yeah, I do. I do know. Yes, 100%. Um, We both took an L to the Bengals because, God damn, the Bengals look like a whole different team when they play the Browns. Do you realize that Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns? Mind you, he has had his best games against the Ravens, but he's never beaten the Browns. Miles Garrett owns this motherfucker. Owns. Yeah, I said it. Owns. He has not beaten the Browns. And you know what? Um, Here's the thing now. Here's why I bring that up. Eventually, the Browns are going to get Deshaun Watson back. And if you can't beat the Browns now, you think you're going to be able to beat the Browns when they have a competent quarterback who can actually really really orchestrate this offense well since since Deshaun Watson caught another case this is to be pending right now because this is I ain't seen that look he is back at the facility practicing he I thought he was suspended from the uh, yes, facility he was just he was allowed to be on the facility right at the end right around the end of October he can start practicing oh. this week if I remember correctly on my timeline and he's eligible to yeah he's to eligible to start the Texans. he's eligible to start practicing I think he's here this week or next week, which puts him right on pace to play when it's time for Cleveland to visit Houston. <laughs> By the way, tickets are still going for about $159 in <laughs> Section K. Just saying. So I damn near would pay $300 listen, to see this. <laughs> me and my dad and my brother are probably still going to go. That, that's definitely highly a possibility. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We kind of do that sometimes. Um, so that brings DJ Micah B's record now to... Let's put that stupid ass one right there. Um, <laughs> that dumb ass tie. Forty-seven. <laughs> oh shit. Um, seventy-five. That's the number. Sorry. Seventy-five, forty-seven, and one. And now that goes to seventy-two, fifty, and one. Okay. I have brought. So you made you made up some ground. I did. I am now three games back. Beautiful. I was five games back. Now I was. I, 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 I was hoping eventually that you 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 would you would catch back up and we're, we're gonna uh like it would come down to like one game at the end of the season where we just fucking split. Well, I really was hoping for that. These next two weeks will will determine a lot. Yeah, because three games is still a lot. Like that means there's some gambling that has to happen from one side or the other. So yeah, I've been I've been you know what I've been gambling because I was like man I got some freaking cushion. Who's most likely, to, and I've been wrong every time on who is most likely to freaking lose as a top team. I've been wrong every time. Every, except the time when we picked Minnesota against, um. Green Bay. Against Green Bay, yeah. Yeah, that was, that to me was a, that was, I didn't think I that was I thought that was pretty fucking obvious. I didn't think that was a gamble. I thought, I thought Minnesota was a better team. Yeah. And clearly, looking at the records now, that's still the case. I didn't think Minnesota was going to win a division, but I did say Minnesota was going to the playoffs. Now. Minnesota is definitely running away with that division. I said Minnesota was going to win the division. I just I I didn't think that the the Packers would have been this bad. 
name me their who is their star receiver. His name is Alan Lazard, and he's injured. And then Romeo Dobbs is inconsistent. And then Christian Watson is always hurt. And, and then Robert, Robert Tanyan is still trying to round back into form. And Sammy Watkins is Sammy Watkins. We already know what he is. So it's Aaron Jones. A, a, a good number two. So it's Aaron Jones. Because they're barely even used. They're barely using AJ Dillon right now. And if you're always behind, you can't use Aaron Jones as you would want. Um, this team is rounded out to be a front-running team. If they don't get out in front, they're going to lose. It's sad to say that yeah. because Aaron Jones can control the pace of the game the rest of the way if they get up. Sad to is it's sad to say as sad as it is to say that, but um, is it really sad to say that though? No. Do you really feel sorry for the Packers? Because I don't. No, I feel sorry for my uncle. That's what I feel sorry okay, for. Okay, I understand that. But do you know why I don't feel sorry for the Packers? Because they've had a great history. And here's how. Let me tell you what this season, ladies and gentlemen, I got a hot take for your ass. Ladies and gentlemen, this is when GQ spits a little bit of knowledge to you. This season right here, this one, is exactly now why Tom Brady is the better quarterback. Because Tom Brady was able to win with less, quarter, with less receivers. He was able to win and win Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers has not. He currently has a losing record. He's currently under 500. Brady had guys that nobody knew. Mind you, the receivers that Green Bay have are actually drafted higher than the receivers that Tom Brady had. I'm Let's start with say, that. I'm not going to say nothing about Julian Edelman. So that, A former quarterback, Kent State quarterback, I'll say, converted you know, to receiver. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Right uh, to your to your point of lesser mm-hmm. talent receiver. Here's my whole thing, and I've been screaming this for a while. And outside of last year, um, there, I keep trying to tell people this because pe- people don't want to listen. You do not need an elite receiver. To win the championship. Elite receivers in championships don't really equate a lot. At least not not now. Because the thing that equates most of the time. And people always talk about, well, look at the offense now. Bruh, if you just look at the teams in the Super Bowls for like the past 15 years. The team with the better defense is winning these damn Super Bowls. And it blows my mind how it just goes over everybody's head. All you have to do, here's, let me, look, here's all you have to do. It's ironic because both of them involve the same player. Look at Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Look what happened. Tampa's defense took apart one of the best offenses in football. Now look at the Patriots and Rams. Once again, the Patriots stopped the greatest show on turf, version 2.0, in the Super Bowl. High-scoring offense. Highest-scoring offense in football. Ever. So, now, let me go even further back. And let's talk about the 07 Super Bowl. The Patriots had the highest-scoring offense at the time. And what did they run into? One of the best fucking pass rushes you've ever seen, at least in the 2007s to 2015. Because, simply put, ladies and gentlemen, the oldest adage in fucking football still exists. Defense Defense wins championships. We ain't even got to do all that. Let's talk about, we ain't even got to go back that far. Let's talk about the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. Not even last year's Super Bowl. 
Let's let's keep this thing going. Let's talk about the Super Bowl where Seattle beat Denver. Peyton Manning threw fifty five touchdowns in the season, and Seattle went in the there. The Legion of Boom did work, and Legion of Boom murdered. Now let's Peyton look. Manning. Now let's talk about Denver versus Carolina. MVP Cam Newton had a phenomenal season. Von that, Miller and the boys went in there and wrecked shop. Von Miller and Demarcus Ware said, "Hold my beer." Now let's look at last year. <laughs> Cowboys. Now suck it. Now let's look at last year's Super Bowl. What was the game-changing play? Aaron Donald getting pressure, stopping a play where Samaji P. Ryan was not able to make a catch on a play. I would also like to say, for those of you that say, well, the Rams had Cooper Cup. Yeah, but Cooper Cup and the offense did not make the play to change the game. Actually, Odell Beckham Jr. was the reason y'all were doing what y'all were doing prior to the injury. But since y'all don't like to watch the entire fucking game for some odd reason. But look, I'll tell you why I didn't watch the entire game. You want me to tell you why? Because the Falcons didn't show up the entire game, and people turned the TVs this off. This is true because, well, okay, so the so the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl might be the only Super Bowl that might be an outlier because that took a combination of offense and defense. It did. It did Because did. it took the defense to make stops, but the offense had to score. That was the difference. In that, that in that particular Super Bowl. That Brady the Edelman connection is a motherfucker, ain't it? Man, <laughs> damn that. Fucking Rex Burkhead and fucking oh. and, and fucking hey, White. You, you, you know what's funny? I remember watching the Super Bowl and people were on Facebook talking about, you see, Tom Brady stopped throwing to the white guys. <laughs> Bro, I was at a I was at a Super Bowl party in fucking Pearland. I'm the only Patriots fan there. And you know, we Oh, lose. that has to be oh. the greatest thing ever. So at halftime, they in my ass. Right, so I'm sitting on, I'm sitting in the front row, drinking my Dos Equis in peace, and they're like, "Oh, what you gonna do now? Your little sorry ass Patriots getting blown out." And I cracked open this Dos Equis and I said, "Watch the second half." You know what? It, okay, because so that's the kind of fan I am. I am the kind of fan that does not. Be, I truly, I truly believe this as a sports fan. Whatever your team is, the game is truly not over till it's over. Facts. And I remember this to this day. This is back when Julius was staying, was living with me, and we were watching the fucking playoffs. Shout out, you fresh. So check this shit out. So you remember this game very well. Packers and Seahawks. Packers was beating the ever-living daylights out of the Seahawks. Me and Julius fell asleep on the couch. Woke up after halftime. All of a sudden, Seattle was within a fucking score. And we was like, what the fuck just happened? Bro, pro sports is not what you think it is. Bro, pro sports is like, look, if the game is not over, it ain't over. Look at what the look at what LeBron and company did to Golden State. It ain't over till it's over. Another That's right. again, another old adage. It ain't over till it's over. And I don't want to hear no bullshit. You know what? People really try to discredit discredit uh LeBron and them that you're like, well, had Draymond Green play, blah, 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 blah. They I still don't give a damn. You still had three shots to win and you did it. The Warriors still had more firepower than the Cavs. You had two of the best three-point shooters of all time on the same team. Miss me with that bullshit. Period. Not to, not you know what? Not two of the greatest. Maybe the two greatest. You know, you might be right. Maybe the two greatest. Yeah. So definitely the greatest shooting backcourt. But Here's, here's the crazy thing. Once again, how did they win that championship? Defense. Iggy. Mm. No, no, I'm talking about when the when the the Cavs won. It was defense. Oh hell yeah! It wasn't necessarily scoring as now. Granted, in games in game six it was, but no, sorry, game seven. 
But shout out to J.R. Smith though. J.R. Smith was playing his ass off no, on defense. Oh shit. He he made the biggest difference. We're not gonna talk about what Kyrie was doing to Steph? No. Come on, don't be disrespectful. No, I'm not gonna talk about what Kyrie was doing. Why not? Because I didn't think Kyrie had that big of an impact. And and, and Steph's track record actually shows that Kyrie didn't have that big of an impact. His you know, there was at one point when when Max Kellerman said he would choose Andre Godala to shoot shoot the shot over Steph. And I did not kill him for that. And the reason why I didn't kill him for that is because the numbers show he was right. At that time. Uh, of course, at that time. Obviously. Because nowadays, uh, she is. Well, well, yeah. But Steph, Steph had like a LeBron thing. Well, early in LeBron's career, he wasn't really clutch. And then he grew yeah. into the player that people were saying, oh, he's clutch. He's clutch. So, I mean, some people just have the clutch gene, like myself, especially when it comes to beer pong. Hey. <laughs> and, and you can attest to that. And then others... It just comes over time with experience. You start to understand situations. You start to know where your spots are and things like that. Um, that's what LeBron did throughout his career, and that's why LeBron is even better as a clutch player today. So 100%. So, yes, we deviated off the path just a little bit, but let me bring this thing back. So let's talk about our fantasy weekend. So I talked all that hot shit. Julius beat my ass by 50 <laughs> because Joe Burrow didn't show up on Monday night. Oh, man. At all. Um, this you needed, you needed that win, too. I did. I really did. But what killed me, here's what killed me. I shot myself in the foot in my money league. I lost by one point. One point. Because, let me tell you why. And it, I, Now, mind you, I was without some key players i was without obviously i was without patrick mahomes and whatnot but i made a switch not late but i made a switch i switched i sat the i sat the the uh the Bengals defense in favor of the falcons defense because i figured the falcons would put that work in on carolina through two and a half quarters they did they had 15 fucking points because they had an interception and a touchdown and then that overtime happened, and they gave up 37, 38 or 35 for 32, however many fucking points they gave up. And they ended up with, like, three fucking fantasy points. Cincinnati's defense, who I did not drop, I just put them on the bench, put up five. Out of one. Oh, that, that oh fucking no. sucks. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not done yet. I had Cincinnati's kicker, McPherson, who missed a field goal and was one of two on extra points. If he makes both of his extra points, I at least tie. Is this your money league? Yes. That sucks. Nick Chubb balled the fuck out. And you know who else I had on my roster that nobody seems to be paying attention? I had Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Balled the fuck out. Balled out. I was, once again, when I text, when I sent the picture last week to DJ Mike B, I was down by 30-something points. Came back and won. I was down by almost 40 points going into this fucking game and I was about to be 3 and 0 on my Monday night miracles. Now I'm 2 and 1. Well, but it's okay. I'm still in, I'm still tied for first place in the league. I still have the highest points. I'm going into a week now. I do not I do have Nick Chubb on a bye. Actually, I have a lot of people on a bye. I have Nick Chubb, Pat Fryermuth, Donovan Peoples-Jones, um Michael Gallup. Now, mind you, some of those guys I'm not using. But I do have to fill my flex spot. And I'm back and forth on a few people. It sucks you don't have Michael Gallup to feed flex spot. No, fuck that. Michael Gallup hasn't done shit. I consider dropping yeah, he, him. He'll be okay in a little bit. Yeah, just gotta I'm, give him some time. That's, I'm being patient. Now, I do have Michael Thomas sitting in my IR spot. 
I wish he would play. If he ever comes to hell back. But I'm Hall probably... Ta- Hall of Fame potential. So, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Because I've been... I have been battling this, and I think I want to wait one more week, but... So, I really want to drop Aaron Rodgers. I do. I want to drop it. In favor of? Nobody. Patrick Mahomes is my primary quarterback. You know who I started in favor of Patrick Mahomes? I told you I was going to start Jimmy G. He gave me 18 fucking fantasy points. He balled the fuck out in PPR. Here's why I don't want to drop Aaron Rodgers this particular week. Green Bay plays the Detroit fucking Lions. I do not want to give somebody else a chance to win because this will be the one week where Aaron Rodgers can go off out. for like 20, <laughs> 24 points. Yeah, you, you know what? You're, you're right, though, because it's a division then, game. Here's the other problem. Aaron Rodgers plays Detroit in the last game of the season. So, I will say this. You got two ways to look at this. There's one way you're like, I don't want to give Aaron Rodgers the chance to ball out. But on the flip side of that, Jerry Goff might ball out just because it's a fucking division game. No, no, that's true. But they, it means it may become a shootout. Now, I'm not talking about for me starting Aaron Rodgers. I need to drop somebody because I need to pick up one more player for my flex. I cannot have, drop. Have, have the Chiefs already had their bye week? Yes. Okay. So then, yeah, I don't, I don't see the problem in dropping Aaron Rodgers. He's I, just, not- I don't want to help another team in the money league because there's too much money on the line. Um, now, the problem is I literally have to drop somebody. Obviously, I'm not dropping Pat Fryermuth because that's my tight end. But I did get lucky, and I picked up Hayden Hurst. So thank goodness because Jamar Chase is out. Somebody got to get these targets. Um, I'm also starting Zay Jones from the Jags. Um, but like I said, I have Michael Gallup, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who are all on bye weeks. Um, I'm going to keep Jimmy G as my number two QB, just in case something happens to Patrick Mahomes for some uh, fucked up reason. And, of course, Nick I, Chubb is on a bye as well. I think I – think, um... Just listening to this, you should consider dropping Aaron Rodgers after this week. The problem is I have to drop somebody on my roster because I don't have anybody else putting my flex spot. Like, I have an empty spot on my starting roster. So you're pretty much deciding between Aaron Rodgers No, and... if Michael Thomas was healthy, this wouldn't be a problem because no, I could, saying, Michael right, Thomas would be in my flex spot. But, but, but right now you're deciding between Aaron Rodgers and the field. Yeah. Literally. Or Jimmy G Lit- in the field. No, I'm not dropping Jimmy G. Jimmy G is going to be my number two quarterback. Like, I'm probably one of the only fantasy managers in PPR settings that keeps a second quarterback when most people don't. I've learned this. People who really, really play in a lot of PPR money leagues, after the bye weeks, they only keep one quarterback. I just don't want to take a chance of somebody like a Mahomes going down and me having no quarterback because waivers, granted, you know, I love my waivers. Waivers and quarterbacks is not something I do. No, I, because you pretty much know what a quarterback yeah, can give you every I week. Do not, I do not fuck around with the quarterback position. That's the only position I don't waiver dig. If you fucking suck at quarterback, you just suck. Yeah, like, I do not, I do not waiver dig at quarterbacks. Like, I will, I will draft a solid quarterback before I not draft a quarterback. Okay, so I would say before you make this decision, dropping Aaron Rodgers, check the rest of the schedule. I have. And um, how plausible is it for... Oh, their schedule's trash. Like, 
Like it's not trash like, as in like they're gonna play hard teams or trash as in who they're playing is trash. Oh, it's not a it's not the easiest schedule. I think you could, I think you can you you can get off of Aaron because I don't you know what I think you're okay giving away like, Aaron Rodgers got, just because. So after this week, so they play Detroit this week. Then they've got Dallas, Tennessee, Philly, Chicago. A week fourteen by week, the Rams and Miami and. Rams in Miami, I believe that's fantasy playoffs in Minnesota for the championship week. I think you're good to let Aaron Rodgers go. I think you're good. To, I think you're good to let him go right now. And the reason being is just it's not that Aaron Rodgers is not a good quarterback and he's not talented and that he just can't go off at any given point. But his I was, I forgot what website I was on. He, um, I was like, you know, I was just looking up some stuff because you know, podcast coming up. You know, you want to be well rounded. I forgot the website I was looking on, but the Packers are number thirtieth in receiver separation. I believe and, it, and, and and receivers being open from separation, they're number thirty. If they can't get open, and they're and he doesn't have a true number one. Sorry, Alan Lazard, like you, you're just not a true number one. I think you're more of a number two, number three receiver. And I think uh, America would agree at this point. Um, hell, at this point, Robert Tanya is a better option to throw the ball to. So, but I just, I don't believe in the receivers of the Packers. Um, I don't think the Packers will turn it around. Will they win some more games? Absolutely. They might get up to seven wins. Maybe. Just because Aaron Rodgers is just that talented and you just never, and Aaron Jones is really that good. Aaron Jones is really that guy. If the Packers would just hand the ball off to him, but they're always down. It seems like they're always down yeah. right now when he's always throwing. The thing that you have to worry about the most is garbage time. Yeah. I mean, and 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 I personally don't. But I'm just saying, like, you know. But you're saying in general. Yeah, in general. A lot of quarterbacks, like, Dak was like this for, for the first, like, three or four years of his career. Yeah. He'd have a bad game. But he'd be wonderful in fantasy because after they're down by like 27 points, Dak could still go off for 400 yards passing. Just because all, all he has left to do is pass the damn ball. You can't run no more. Don't give a damn if you go 18 for 33. You, you just throw on the ball because you need the clock to stop. So I'm like, I'm like, so I'm going to go, I'm going to do something borderline. I'm going to do something borderline desperate. Not really desperate. You're not desperate just because once bye week is over with you'll be I'm, good. No, I'm going to I'm going to push a trade. I'm gonna try a trade first before I cut him. Not gonna work. You be surprised. This money league has seen I've I've, I've I've told you about the kind of goddamn trades that happen in this league. So That's true. So I feel like I will finesse. So live so live on the air, I'm gonna tell y'all about this trade. I am going to send potentially Aaron Rodgers and Michael Gallup for Cam Akers and Brandon Ayuk. Well, who the hell? Never mind. Okay. No. Answer me this question as a as another fantasy player: How you view a trade like that? Like like real like real like real shit like un unfiltered and everything. How do you view a trade I, like I that? I think um. Because here's what I'll tell you. Who, who? Okay, so first thing I would say is because I'm not on the other side of the street. I don't know what what the needs so are. So he has Dak Prescott as his quarterback who's on a bye week. He doesn't have another quarterback. No. 
I think it's a good finesse trade by you, just just based off of that, because he needs another quarterback, and he's not getting anybody of Aaron Rodgers' quality. So in okay, in, in free agency. So, and here's why I think the trade overall works for both sides. Cam Akers is currently the number like the number 70, 70th at his position. Michael Gallup is currently the number ninety first at his position. Brandon Ayuk is number seventeen at his position. Aaron Rodgers is number eighteen at his position. The trade actually balances itself out because before the trade, we're you know he's projected one hundred seventeen points. After the trade, it doesn't it doesn't change. It's after the see it's the basically it's after the trade. There's a fifteen point difference. For you, yes. So long term, because of Brandon Ayuk, I would win. What uh what 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 app is this? This is a uh, ESPN. Yeah, I know. Okay. Let me tell y'all something real quick. Okay. All that fantasy projection bullshit is all computer-based and analytical base. That shit is only going to take you so far. Hey. It, 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 it's, you're it's right. Only, it's only going to take you so far. So, I think this is a win for you because you get two very, very good, very good competent players. Well, we don't know what the fuck, you know, the Rams are going to do with Cam Akers because currently Daryl Henderson is their guy, but the Rams say that they want, you know, they want him back, which I'm cool with. But what I do know is that Brandon Ayuk and, um, sorry, Brandon Ayuk and Jimmy Garoppolo have a great relationship and they've been, they have great chemistry. That's what, see, okay, so I was, I was about to get to the point where it's like, when is it you're going to play Jimmy Garoppolo and Brandon Ayuk together? Because that I'm not, might... but I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't have a reason to play Jimmy G. Well, actually, I take that back. If they, when they play the Rams again, I probably do. Because <laughs> he did just, I mean, he, he, I mean, actually, he already played the Rams twice. I think even, I don't, so, I, I don't care that Aaron Rodgers is, you know why I don't care that Aaron Rodgers is 18th at his position? It's because his position is not that deep. Like I mean, it's deep enough. No, I don't. I don't. If you look like in in because, our in our it, in our money league, it is because a lot of these guys don't have, like a lot of them don't have quarterbacks. What what like, what, what, what okay, I mean? I'm sorry, good quarterbacks. What, what what I mean, like I just don't. What I mean is that okay, a wide receiver is a wide receiver, a tight end is a tight end, a quarterback is a quarterback, but there are a lot more wide receivers where you can get great production. Then there are quarterbacks. Same thing with running backs. And if you don't believe so with running backs, you just don't do your homework because there's a lot yeah. of guys out there that freaking produce Look, that, are, that aren't star names. Cooper Cup is producing without Matthew Stafford balling the fuck out. Exactly. So, like, I do, I do, but that, that's, that's one thing I do believe in. There is other positions are a lot deeper talent wise for your fantasy team. This year's, this year receiver is the deepest. Yeah. Like, and running back is probably the most depressing. Every week we every single week we have some random receiver going off. Yeah, like this year has been the toughest year for running backs. Tight ends, you already knew what it was. If you weren't one of the top five tight ends, you probably like now. The I biggest, thought I, I the, thought I knew what it was until TJ Hawkins is the biggest. The, the biggest surprise amongst tight ends has been Evan Ingram. He gets he's been getting his his target share is really really good, even though we know he was injury prone with the Giants back then. 
but he's been really good with Jacksonville. But I mean, obviously, outside of your top five tight ends, you know, but quarterback has been nuts. Like outside of outside of your your Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, everything else has been kind of like the eh. fuck. No, it's really been like the fuck because eh. you've had. We've had great. I guarantee you've you, had, Jimmy G is going to jump up in that conversation in the next three weeks. Well, Jimmy G is currently number seventeen ranked quarterback in fantasy for PPR. He'll be all right. But um, oh, you've had PPR right. So you've had you've had Justin Herbert be great, and he's been okay. Like he's been both. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He, he likes consistency. Aaron Rodgers has been a dumpster fire. Russell Russell Wilson dumpster fire. Tom Brady dumpster fire. Um, fucking Kirk Cousins has been fucking relevant. Kirk Cousins is always relevant. Jared fantasy, Goff though. gave you Jared Goff gave you three weeks of great, and the rest have been trash. Geno Smith has probably been one of the shockingest quarterbacks all fuck all fucking. You know season. what? I'm loving the Geno Smith revival, man. I, I am loving it. I freaking love. I've always loved Geno Smith. I love it. I love every yeah. moment of it. I mean, Kyler, Kyler's not. Kyler looks like the end of the season. Kyler, the one that falls off. So maybe he'll have a flip. Maybe he'll maybe he'll reverse. Maybe he'll I, maybe I he'll do, finish stronger than he started because he didn't he's not started very well. I, I do think um, with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, it'll normalize because now he has a safety blanket and. Well, I think they need once they get Hollywood Brown back as well, and if you can get you get Hollywood Brown, you get D Hop, and now you get fucking Robbie Anderson all integrated with Rondell Moore. I would love, I would love for Hollywood Brown to go like and come back. Now you're talking about something. Now I'm, I'll tell you. Oh. I'm I'm sorry. I did not mean to disrespect. Let me drop let me drop this in there too. Daniel Jones as well has been another one of those surprising stories this year as far as being a really good quarterback. Obviously, he's playing for a contract, but the numbers and everything, the way he's been playing you know for what? that team. Da- da- Daniel Jones, we all seen glimpses of his athletic ability. We but all this knew is, he was but athletic, this is the this most is cons- this is the most consistent we've seen. I don't I don't know what he did in the offseason to train or what it is, but he's been He's been outstanding. All I care about is I. This is what I hope for. I have no problem with the Giants making Daniel Jones their franchise quarterback. Here's the problem I run into: is if you pay this man and this man falls the fuck off, that's the problem. Because when you know how it is when cats play for a contract, then they get paid and they're like, "Oh, I'm paid. I'm good." Jamarcus. So (laughs) I think the most. One of the most underwhelming quarterbacks of this complete NFL season has been Derek Carr. You bring him his college teammate. You bring him one of the top receivers in football, and they're vying for a top pick in the next draft right now. I don't, you know what? Which they don't actually have because they traded it away. But, but, but you, you know, if, if, I was, if I was the Raiders, this is one of the rare occasions where the trade didn't work for either side. and be like, look, bro, we both fucked up. You know what? You take Devontae back. <laughs> we'll take our guy no, back. No, I actually think you consider, you might consider moving Carr after this. I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody wants Carr. Shit. I, I, I just don't. I, I've never, I've never been like, I've never been like the biggest fan of Derek Carr. I just, uh, uh, I just always thought he was better than his brother. I'm not going to lie to you. That's, that's it. I just always, and. And the truth is, we'll never know if he was better than his brother or not because the Texans had that man ran I'll through the give ground. You, I'll give you three, three, three teams where I think Derek Carr could perform fairly well. The Colts, the Commanders, 
And um, shit, I just had it. How did I lose it that quick? God damn. That's what happens when you have kids, ladies and gentlemen. You start losing shit. Like your normal sanity. Um, I'll remember it in a minute. No, hell no. Definitely not the Saints. I just took a guess. No, I think think Jameis will eventually continue holding that particular job. Here's Um, my thing. When... You know what? I think both teams that you named, which was the Colts and uh, the Commanders. Oh, and Carolina. And, and, and of course, but see, that, that's 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 my that's my thing there. He's better than what they have. But like I tell my dad, because you know my dad does construction and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes he has some lazy workers that don't like to do a job, and he and then he gets some workers that are competent. Yes. And they just make progress. Mm-hmm. All progress ain't good progress. And in that case. That's exactly where I'm going with this. All progress ain't good progress. I'm just, I'm just saying. You have Devonta Adams. You have Darren Waller. Um, Josh the, Jacobs. You have Josh Jacobs. You have you, Hunter Renfro. You have Hunter Renfro. There's no excuse for you to be underperforming the way you are at the quarterback position, which means two things. Okay. Which means to me, either the coaching sucks and it's not creative, or Derek Carr is just a average quarterback. Average quarterback. Which there's nothing wrong with being an average quarterback. No, you can win the Super Bowl with an average quarterback. Ask Alex Smith. There's nothing wrong with being an average quarterback. You damn right you can win the Super Bowl. I, I, I can, I can, I. The guy I always go to is the Ravens quarterback whose name just slips. Trent Dilfer. Fr- Trent Dilfer. Oh, my God. Hell, um, Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl, bro. Yep. And he was below average at so, that. So what this also proves once again, once again, is that Josh McDaniels is a terrible head coach. Because he has a better team now. Than he did in Denver? Than he had in Denver. And he still can't win. Bring your ass back on home to New England. Don't do that. Be the offensive coordinator like we need you to be. Not Matt Patricia, who's a fucking defensive guy calling fucking offensive plays. Come on back home. Call plays. And keep it moving. You are not a head coach. You have failed twice. You have an offense that is better than what you had. Now, granted, Paid Manning took that same offense. And blew the fuck up. But the coaching was different. Why? Because Gary Kubiak in the West Coast offense. Gary Kubiak is an established head coach with an established playbook. Josh McDaniels, you are not an established head coach. You are an established offensive play caller, though. It is so crazy that Gary Kubiak is the best head coach ever for the Texans. That is so crazy to me. And yet it took him leaving the Texans to win a Super Bowl. That is so crazy. Yeah. All right, let's keep it rolling. All right, so let's get into this. So I was, like, baffled by this because that's why I sent it to you. Let's get into these NFL power rankings because I sent them to you, and I just put the I just put the eyes emoji because I was like. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me read these off to you real quick. Starting at number 10, they had the Tennessee Titans. Number 9, you had the San Francisco 49ers. Number eight, you had the Seattle Seahawks. Number seven, you had the Miami Dolphins. Number six, you had the Baltimore Ravens. Number five, you had the Minnesota Vikings. Number four, you had the Dallas Cowboys. Number three, you had the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Number two, you had the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, you had the Buffalo Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a problem with the power rankings. As you should. First and foremost, and I'm going to go ahead and give you a hot take once again. The Minnesota Vikings should be in the top three. Period. Over who? Over the Chiefs. Like I just said, in the top three. That's what I said. Minnesota has done exactly what they're supposed to do. How many games Minnesota lost this year? One. One. Okay. The Philadelphia Eagles should be number one because they're fucking undefeated. I said that. Like, I hate to say it. I understand people are getting... Now, listen. I can argue just like everybody else. Yes, the Buffalo Bills are the most complete team in football. And they make them the best. And they are. And some will say it makes them the best. Some will say it doesn't. Hey, hey. But guess what? Right now... Ain't nobody beat the Eagles. What's what what's 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 the adage? You are what your record says you and are. And right now it should be the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is undefeated. It should be Philly, Buffalo, Minnesota, Kansas City. I disagree. That's fine. We we're not supposed to be I um, know, I know, I know. I disagree because I do I do believe it should be Philly and Buffalo. Okay. But Ladies and gentlemen, uh oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. Please don't put Dallas. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I think it should be Philly, Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, and then Kansas City Chiefs. Hell no. And I and, and hey, say what you want to, but listen, Dallas has a top. 10 offense in a top five defense. What is my personal recipe for winning in the NFL? A top 10 offense in a top five. Granted, Dallas has no true lockdown corners on the back. But what they do have is a very, 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 very good defensive player of the year candidate in Micah Parsons. I don't trust Dallas's offense. Then if they if they keep Pollard and not trusted, um they're then, not going to because Jerry Jones, their executive, real head coach, and everything else, we go as Zeke goes. So you want to go as mediocrity goes. Yeah, well, I'm still going with Dallas. Because not, right, because as, as long as Zeke is out, they're there for me. Um then uh for once, Leighton Vanderesh is healthy. For once. Yeah. He, he he's healthy, and and and, and until Leighton Vanderish, I said until like it, it, I hope it doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't wish injury on anybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. unless Le- uh, that's the word. Unless Leighton Leighton Vanderish goes down, nobody's running on this team. Um, unless of course you're the Bears and you just have the best run offense. Period. Yeah, it just two hundred and forty four yards. It, three 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 games straight of. 200-plus rushing yards yeah. is it's, um, it's pretty ridiculous. I, so. I would also like to move Miami in front of Baltimore. Miami should be in front of Baltimore at this point. I um, would actually move Miami and Kansas City would be real close to each other. Oh, I'm taking Kansas City over Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Baltimore is like – Baltimore – I. Oh, so Kansas City would be your – is your number four? Because you got, the, you got the, the Vikings before Kansas City, right? I do. Yeah, so they'll be your number four. Yeah, like I'm, I'm doing my best not to completely write because I'm not writing Kansas City up. I think Kansas City is doing very well. 
I also would move. I would actually put Seattle in front of Baltimore as well. Oh no, I'm not ready to do that. You, I'm not ready to do that. Listen, let me listen. Um, I'm gonna be that guy for you. Look at, look at what Seattle's doing. I do, and, and here, here's what, and here's what Baltimore has not been doing. Baltimore played Baltimore's defense, mind you, against Miami gave up a fuckload of offensive yards. Now their defense has started to buckle down. Now they did acquire some great talent. It obvious, but here's the other problem: Mark Andrews is injured. Rashad Bateman injured. So now you're dealing with one other receiver for him to throw the ball to. You have a revolving door. Oh, J.K. Dobbins is also out for whoever long. So now you're dealing with Gus Edwards, uh, Kenyon Drake, and whoever else the fuck they're running back. Um, whoever else they're running back. Oh, are. thank you for reminding me. I might go pick up Kenyon Drake so in fantasy. Thanks. Offensively, Baltimore is losing a lot of weapons, which is making it very difficult because their defense is not strong enough to simply be Lamar bust. We've seen what the Ravens look like when it's Lamar versus the defense. It's cool in the regular season in the playoffs to get you to the first round to lose. So we know what it looks like. So we've seen this before. This was one of the better teams that they had structured for Lamar as far as the weapons. But now the injuries have made it a little bit. If Mark Andrews is not healthy, yeah, I'm telling you right that's now, a blow. that is damn a blow. That's the end of your season. No, I'm not going to say that's the end of their season. Look at their off. No, no. Look at Lamar's touchdowns. I get it. I, I, but, but Mark, Mark Andrews has a 30% target share. That's cool. Who the fuck else is Lamar throwing to? Okay, that that that's cool, but you can you can also be looking, you can also be looking at more of a situation. Let's just say, um, when, God damn, I can't think of the court, I can't think of the dude's name right now. Anyway, sometimes a quarterback becomes too reliant on their number one target. Sometimes it come become too reliant. I also do believe that. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the young man Duvernay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I just as much, and I love, I love me some Geno Smith. I love Geno Smith, and I like Tyler Lockett, and I, I, I like, I like them boys. I just after the after the debacle that Seattle put on last year. Um. Okay. We're not, but, but, we not, we not going to do that. Don't yes, do, I, yes don't. I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. Because not, not, only, not only do I think Geno Smith, has, he's gotten off to a hot start, I think he's going to flame out. Because teams are going to start to catch on on how to play him. And I don't know if Geno Smith is going to be able to adjust. Because he hadn't played in a very, very good minute. More than I, I forgot the last time he started the game before this year with... Uh, 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 uh. It was like a year ago. Yeah, so I will say, uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to put Seattle there. I want to see. I want to see how far they ride this hot wave because you start getting to like week ten, week eleven, and they're just not freaking losing. It's like, okay, this is legit. See, I see what you're doing. You're but, playing. You're playing the long game. I am talking about right now. Right now, I, okay, Seattle. I, I think, right okay. now, Seattle is the better team. Okay, I think right if, now, I think if Baltimore was to play Seattle 
tomorrow, I think Baltimore will win the game. If we're gonna, if if you want to do the and that's fine. The short game, I do think Baltimore. But I think Baltimore. Will I'm win. I'm so, looking at the power rankings as they're currently set going into Week Nine. I think the Seattle is the better team right now. I don't just right now. If you ask me in Week Thirteen, I've it's probably probably gonna be flipped. I don't. But I, I right still, now, this is what I'm going off the eye test specifically because Geno Smith has been put in positions where there's game. Now he got a big game this week because he's got the Germany game. He's got Tampa Bay in Germany. Germany. Hey, it's a big game. First time. I'm just saying saying Germany. Well, Munich, however you want to look at it, but it's a big game. But Geno Smith has for the first time in his career answered the call when he's truly been called on. Because he showed up in college, and then all of a sudden in the bowl game, he got exposed. He went to New York. He got exposed. He kind of had like a – he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. And this year, he's having a really good renaissance, and I like it. Okay, so 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 let's 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 do this real quick. Okay. Um, They beat the Broncos in week one, which whatever the hell that means now. At that time, it was good. Uh, no. I mean, I mean, yeah, we all thought it was good no. at that time. That secondary, no, that secondary is yeah. the best part of that whole team. Don't, 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 I, yeah, don't, they, don't they, take they, that they, away from them but, like that. But points, points weren't scored in that. It was seventeen to sixteen. It don't matter. So the no, game was we, won. We we all thought the Broncos were actually going to yes. be good, and they weren't. And it shows now that they're not good. So no, I'm not giving them the win over the Broncos as an impressive win. Then they they played an elite team in the 49s and got blew the hell off the field. Um, they lost to the Falcons. Uh, they beat. They did beat the Lions. The Lions put up forty five points. They put that up was a hell of a game. So, I know. I knew. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. That was a pretty good game. But then they lost to the Saints. They beat the Cardinals for whatever that's worth. Um, we'll figure that out in week fifteen. The most notable game they've won so far is the Giants. They haven't played anybody. The Giants are the only top ten team they have played other than the Forty Nine ers, and they lost to the Forty Nine ers. Other than the 49ers, they, are, they, they haven't played anybody. And until you beat somebody to me that is somebody, you're, you're just another team. You're just another team that can win some games. I'm not saying they suck. Because they can, they, they, I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if they finish 8 or 9 or 9 or 9 and 8. Again. Like I said from the beginning, and I'm you know talking what? about right now. I am talking I about say, right now. I, and that's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not discrediting they it got, one bit. I think the Cardinals this week. I don't think that's a big game. Who has the Cardinals this week? The Seahawks. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Do they? I, sw- I yeah. could have swore they, this was the. They got this... the Buc- they got Buccaneers next weekend. Okay. So it's not the Munich. So, game. so the, they okay. got the Cardinals and the Bucks, the Raiders, the Rams, the Panthers. So they have, the an, they have, an, in, they have an interesting. They have a pretty, yeah, they have a, they have up and down schedule the rest of the way. Okay. So the back half of this schedule is where we're really gonna find out who this team is. I don't um, care about the back half. I'm, I'm specifically the, talking the about only, now. The, the, the only the, the I mean they haven't played a good defense yet to me either, other than maybe the Broncos. Well, the Niners too. Oh well, yeah, but they got they got they got well, yeah, I'm just, by the you Niners. Just, you said a good defense. Well, so, and the Saints they played the, the Saints had a healthy defense at that time. Marshawn Lattimore's yeah, been but out the, the last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what. So, but I'm saying, but you, I'm just, you but, said elite defense. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but, good defense. But, sorry, not elite. I, I, I'm sorry. The, the word I should have said was beat an elite defense, not okay. played an elite defense. They haven't beat. They haven't beat a good defense. They haven't beat a good defense, not at all yet. So, I'm mean, what, what are they? Four and two. Who? The the Seahawks. Something like that. 
lost to the Bears. They lost to the I mean, the Bears don't suck, but man, I mean, I just, I don't think the Seahawks are as good as their record says they are, but you know, you are what your record says you are. That's do they, true, do, but I do mean, they belong to be in the top 10? Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, do, do they belong to do, do, and they probably deserve to be exactly number 10, too. Well, I mean, the Ravens also lost to the Giants, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, the Raiders lost to the Giants. Just, yeah, of course. Yeah, the Raiders lost to the Giants. I don't have to, to be fair. I don't have the Giants in my top seven. So, <laughs> I mean, I put the Cowboys in my top five. So, um, the, the the NFC East is rounding out very well in power rankings. Though. So far, yeah. I mean, I just I don't think the Seahawks are that good. I think uh, they get into a shootout. Other, uh, uh, other than uh, Detroit, other than Detroit, because I, uh, yeah, other yeah, than Detroit, other than they get into a shootout, I think they're, I think they're going to lose a shootout almost, and that's every fine. Time. Like I said, I'm just, I'm going off the eye test, and it's hard to beat a team that doesn't stop swinging. There are some of those games where the you, Seahawks were not fully healthy, and there was now mind you, they lost Rashard. There was a lot of things that happened. Rashard Penny was was a blow, and then Kenneth Walker the third. Like, yeah, there's a, they've had a very they haven't had a necessarily a roller coaster. They've had a a season like this. You know, is you you know what? If I had to say who the Seahawks were, they what what they can be based off their potential right now. They can be Kansas City with Alex Smith and not Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Um, I I just don't I don't think Geno Smith is gonna throw you to wins. But what he can do is make necessary plays. The Astros no-hit the Phillies. Beautiful. So they had a combined... So Ryan Presley had a no-hitter. Ryan Presley pitched tonight! Yeah, because Lance McCullers wasn't in yesterday. Yeah. Shout out Ryan Presley. So there you go for all you Astros fans. Beautiful. 2-2 it is. Right, two two. Yep. Are, okay. it, it 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 is now a three game series. Looks like y'all playing Saturday. I hope this thing goes to seven games. It'd be beautiful to see it go to seven games. Yeah. Because I would love for the Astros to win. The Astros can actually win in Houston now. That's true. Good point. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we have moved into the shoutouts and the local brews. All right. So. You grab the bruise. I am. I go first. My shout out is going to none other than Christian McCaffrey for doing something that was freaking ridiculous. Oh, Mr. Triple Crown touchdowns. That man caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, ran in a touchdown. First time in 49ers history. Probably, it might be one of, ooh, thank God that was empty. And it, it might be. It, it, that that's almost as rare as a quadruple double in the NBA. It's very very rare to do that. Um, somewhere, Ed McCaffrey is clapping and rejoicing for his son because his son is finally healthy. And um, shout out to the Forty ers We just because, hope he stays healthy. Yeah, shout shout out to the Forty ers because when you now have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel together, yes. you have two what you would probably call Swiss knives. Yeah. You have two Swiss knives on offense. And they can both carve up and break from any position. It's ridiculous. Can you, you imagine you how still, sweet? You, you still have George Kittle. 
Of course. Can you can you can you can you imagine how sweet it's going to be when they run a handoff, a uh, a pitch for him to throw down the field of Debo Samuel to Christian McCaffrey throw down the field. It's going to be beautiful. It, 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 it's nonsense. It has the, it has the makings of being a Super Bowl winning type I, of play. I, I, I can't I can't believe that the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to of all places the 49ers. That shows you really just don't give a damn about this season. Well, the price was driven up because the Rams really wanted him too, but because of how the Rams pushed the price, it made it made San Fran be like, "All right, fuck it, then we'll do it like this." Then, yeah. Well, so, um, I I definitely, as much as I wanted to see what Trey Lance could do, I also advocated for Trey Lance to sit his ass on the bench. First and foremost, I understand why you said that. The addition of Christian McCaffrey now gives Trey Lance. Zero excuses. Oh, you fucking right. Because I'm listen. Let me tell you what kind of coach I'm about to be. Trey Lance, you got one year. You got one season. If you don't cut it after one season with all these weapons, bye. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. Just it's not really devil's advocate, but just let's just say the 49ers fuck around and win the Super Bowl this year. And Jimmy G will still be under contract next year. Trey Lance should be healthy next year. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you keep riding with Jimmy G because Jimmy G won a Super Bowl, or do you pull the Chicago Bulls thing where they're just like, oh, Phil Jackson, you might have won a Super Bowl, or Michael Jordan, you might have won a Super Bowl, but listen, here's what's going to happen. We don't give a damn to Phil Jackson one. We're going to fire him, and if you don't want to be here, we're going to trade your ass too. So, I think you play both. Because here's why I say you play both. Because we know one thing in sports to be 100% true. People overpay for champions. So I would sit there and wait. Because let me see what somebody going to offer me for Jimmy G. Because if I get the magic word, which is a first-round draft pick, I'm taking it. You know who would do that bullshit? Take a guess who I'm going with. The Texans? Yup. So yeah, I would, I would legitimately wait. Because the best part about that is if I trade Jimmy G for a First, let's say let's say a first and a third. Let's play that game for a first and a third. And Trey Lance doesn't work out. I'm still Trey Lance still under a rookie contract. I yeah. can cut. I can cut him. Yeah, I can cut him, and I can either go one. It ain't gonna be hard to give me a, a like if if the right veteran quarterback comes along, whoever that may be, like the right one. I ain't talking about just anybody. The right one. Yeah, I'm gonna take him. Like let's say. For the sake of discussion, let's just play this stupid-ass game. Let's say it doesn't pan out. Let's just say somebody like Aaron Rodgers becomes available. I would cut. I would, I would consider trading Jimmy G and possibly seeing what I can get for Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance would be my backup. But Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco would be stupid. Yeah. So you, you see where I'm going with that? Didn't he go to, uh, to, to Cal? Yes. Yeah. So you see where I'm yeah, going yeah, with that, yeah. right? Like, That's what I'm saying, like, because remember, Aaron Rodgers is available next year. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, why not? If I need one thing to push my team that much, like let's just say they win a Super Bowl. If somebody's going to offer me a first and a third for Jimmy G and I have a chance to flip that first to Green Bay to get Aaron Rodgers, I probably would do it. If I'm being honest. I think because you know if you give Aaron Rodgers weapons like that with that type of coach like Kyle Shanahan and that type of defense like the Niners have, 
you got something nasty on your hands. Aaron Rodgers deserves to really be in a West Coast offense. 100%. Um, before he can't run around anymore. Yeah. So, obviously, Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco was talked about before. A lot of the nonsense. So, so was Tom Brady in San Francisco. Yeah. And I think San Francisco, whenever Tom Brady made that comment on, um, what is that, the shop? Yes. He was like, you're, you're going to stay with that motherfucker? And like, I... I but really, I mean, we also we also heard that you know Rogers to Tennessee, like we heard Tom Brady potentially going to Miami I would as well. Not have mind Rogers to Tennessee. Yeah, but that was that. But that was before the AJ Brown trade. I mean, even without AJ Brown, I wouldn't have mind Rogers. To, I, I, I nah, still mind hell no, nah, I wouldn't have went. But but that that's that's assuming Rogers and Derrick Henry alone don't win you a Super Bowl. That's not what I'm going with. I'm I'm, I'm assuming had Aaron Rodgers got traded, I'm also assuming that uh the receipt was was the receipt um uh AJ Brown. No, not eight. Robert Woods. Uh, last year. Um, for which team? But, oh, you know what? Never mind. Gotcha. Cor- Corey Davis had already. He had already. He built the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Corey right, Davis right. doing yeah. this for a hot minute. I, I was thinking about that was two years ago. Yeah, you yeah. way. That's back when they had Corey Davis, Sanjay Sharp, that was like Johnu Smith. That was a beautiful team. Yeah. Beautiful. Um. So my shout out goes out to my team, the New England Patriots. For beating the motherfucking brakes off the Jets, gotcha, CJ. You should, you should, you should put Bitch in the group ass. chat right now and talk some shit because. Oh no, let me, let me, let me explain to you why. I talk, didn't, didn't I tell you Bill Belichick was the guy that was gonna figure it out? Oh yeah, yeah. but let me tell you why. Because on Sunday, right, the game was still going on, and I was at the football field getting ready to go play flag football, and one of my teammates shows up and he brings a friend with him. His friend was CJ. And I was like, wait a minute. I ain't played flag football with CJ. Calvin Jones, CJ? Calvin Jones, CJ. Get the hell out of here. And I was like, wait a minute. All the way in spring? All the way in spring. I'd have laughed in his face and be like, y'all about to get your ass whipped. Oh, no. So, mind you, you know, me, just like when you and I don't talk during certain games, me and CJ hadn't said shit to each other until that time. <laughs> so, at the time, we were winning. We were barely winning. We were like 17, like 17, 10 or some shit like that. And then I think we ended up winning like 24 to 24 to 10 or 24 to 10. I don't remember. But we were up, and then they scored, and then I was like, all right, we're still going to win this game. And then, so me and CJ had talked a little bit of hot shit to each other. But we played on the same team for, for flag. Oh, that's not good for there. anybody. So we pitched uh, two shutouts. Fear did. Uh, 24, 24 to nothing and 34 to nothing. So we balled the fuck out, doing what we do. So... It was a good Sunday from that perspective. And it was great for that because, like I said, Patriots beat the Jets. It's always a good Sunday when the Patriots beat the Jets. Point blank, period. So, we got these beautiful, beautiful local brews. I was I was playing around over there at um, HEB, of course, our favorite place, as DJ Mike would like to say here. Everything's better. And I came across this thing called a Southern brunch so it's a citrus shandy style beer from the southern star brewing company it is brewed right there in conroe texas which is where southern star brewing is i've never been there before but i'm gonna make a field trip because i love going to random breweries because i didn't know conroe had one so let me get this thing a shot and i will tell you guys how i feel about it wow okay Sorry, I had to get one more taste out of that. Mm. All right. Southern Brunch 
Citrus Shandy from Southern Star Brewing Company. You guys get a 9 out of 10 for that. That is a really, really good... That's a really good Shandy. Shit. Like, I'm like... I'm like mind blown. Michael B., how you feel about this one? Very, very good. Very, very good. Where'd you get this? Oh, I got it at H-E-B. Here. Everything's better. It's like a... It's light, but it's not... But it's got a really smooth taste to it. It's not too sweet. It's just enough. Yes. So I'm 100% with that. It's not so. bitter like a, like an IPA. No. It, I mean, it's a shandy. Shandies aren't, aren't bitter like that anyway. And it's not sweet. Not too sweet like most shandies are. So I love it. Yeah. So I love that all the way through. So Bare for people. I mean, like I, it, you, you do see it is called the Southern Brunch. So you know how we feel about brunch. Yeah, I, you know, we, we fucks with some brunch. Boy, what? This shit. I would tear this up with some French toast. Speaking of that, we need to take a uh, Sunday to go to Four Gents. I know. We could really make that this Sunday if no. we ain't busy. You know I'm going to Frisco? Oh, shit, yeah. And one dollar. Let's talk about it next Sunday, though. Or next weekend. Like, Veterans Day weekend. Because Veterans Day is that Friday, so that's Saturday the 12th. I may not have shit going on. Oh, no. I got a DJ two parties that day. Kareem. In the morning? Oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I'm like, what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You're right. I just, I know, I know the. the what, 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 what time is your first party? Two o'clock. Mm, we'll be, where is it at? It's in Baytown. Okay. We'll be cutting it close. Yeah. We'll see. We'll plan. But that Sunday, I, I most definitely. Let me see what time I play football. Okay. That's 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 highly possible. We, we, we might do a Bruise and Cues live on location. That's highly possible. Yeah. All right. So let's get to this one NBA topic that we got. One. By Steve Nash. Do we need to say more? No. Do we need to elaborate why actually, he got fired? Le- actually, here's what I'm going to elaborate on. This is why, NBA, you don't anoint certain people, certain positions. Steve Nash had no business being a first-time head coach for a team loaded like that. Why is that relevant? Because the guy that swept them is the guy they're looking at to replace him. Ime Udoka entered the chat. Mr. I, you know, had a little scandal or whatnot, but, you know. And the Celtics already said that they wouldn't ask for any compensation. If he walks, he walks. That's what the Celtics said. That of course, right, because now, he didn't break he didn't break any NBA rules. That right there alone. But here's the thing. What if what if that was the reversal of fortune that the Nets needed? And I say that because what if all of a sudden Brooklyn and Boston line up again in the playoffs and Brooklyn wins this go round? Now, I've also heard rumors, and this now not me like from people telling me, from things that I read. The the Nets are exploring more depth at guard, and the Ben Simmons could be on the move. I'm not surprised. Now they've talked about a potential of him moving to Houston, with the Nets bringing in Eric Gordon and a few others. I'm just telling you what I'm just telling you what's happened. Okay, okay. As long as you know, I'm a Rockets fan. I know. As long as Kevin Porter doesn't go. Jalen Green doesn't go. And I'm going surprisingly, I'm going to give you a name that it might not surprise you, but it'll surprise a lot of people listening. 
that um I really feel highly of this of this player. And I am talking about this guy named Jay Sean Tate. Okay. I am a huge fan of Jay Sean Tate. It just sucks that he's injured right now. It's funny that you bring that name up because that's what they talked about. The Nets would give up the Nets would obviously give up Ben Simmons, but the Rockets would the Rockets would give up Eric Gordon, uh, Marjanovic, and Tate for Ben Simmons. I have also heard the Mavericks being involved in this with Tim Hardaway Jr. and Bertans being acquired and Ben Simmons going to the Mavericks. So the big three would be Luka Doncic, Christian Wood, and Ben Simmons. That's not? not a that's not a that's, fit to me. See, it's not because Luka's very ball dominant, so what the hell would Ben Simmons do? I also think at this point, Ben Simmons needs to change positions. Ben Simmons needs to be a freaking power forward. 100%. And he loves to play in the low post anyway. When, so his, his best... Yeah, it was when him and Joel and MB play side by side. Not, no, 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 not that. I, was, I, I, did some, I did some basketball thinking. Ben Simmons' best role on a team would be the Draymond Green role. The high pick and roll distributor. That would be Ben Simmons' best role on, on a particular team. Don't expect him. Now, maybe, maybe, now, he'll be great in a low post. He's good for rebounds. He's good for passing. Every now and again, he'll slash to the basket and give you a couple layups that he doesn't airball. <laughs> I'm sorry. But maybe that's it. He needs to be the third or the fourth option on a loaded team. Now, that's so crazy to think about because... I know, but when, when you go also, when you go back in time, he's not the same defender he once was. He's definitely not the same because Giannis got in that ass. He's not the same. Def- and, and at this point, to me, Ben Simmons is is overrated. Um, as far as where a lot of these analysts always, well, Ben Simmons is this, and then Skip Bayless highly. Well, Ben Simmons and it, but no, listen. Let me let me be one hundred percent clear with this. I love elite defenders, love them. But there's a reason why three and D guys stick around and elite defenders that are only good while their while their athletic ability allows them to be, doesn't. Yep. So what's more valuable? A defensive player of the year from the power forward or center position, or a three and D guy that makes second team all defense? Give me that three and D guy. I will take the three and D guy all day. Somebody like PJ Tucker. One and look at look at PJ Tucker in his advanced age now. You like Patrick Beverly said it best. I don't know if you ever seen this video when he was talking to the uh, talking to a lot of kids. Everybody's not Kevin Durant. Every and so let me let me give y'all a little history of Patrick Beverly real quick. I'm pretty sure you're gonna appreciate this. Steph Curry was on the team with Patrick Beverly in the under seventeen. Mm-hmm. FIBA. Patrick Beverly was the leading scorer. He averaged over 30 a game. Then, 18U, the following year, Patrick Beverly was the second leading scorer, and Stephen Curry didn't score more than him. The point being, just everybody in the NBA at one time in their life was the guy. Somewhere. 
They were the guy somewhere. Doesn't matter. Unless you're Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy Butler eventually became the guy in Marquette after a couple of seasons. But, Damn. you know what I'm saying? Every, every, everybody was the guy somewhere. And you have to understand that everybody isn't meant to be a franchise player. Don't give a damn how good you were in college. Perfect example, Jimmy Fredette bust everybody ass in college that he went up against. Yep. Jimmy Fredette made it to the NBA and started being played on defense with grown-ass men. And now he's playing overseas. And now he's playing. I don't Brandon, think, he's doing great things overseas. He's doing great things overseas. He's playing in and Shanghai. And there's no, there's no shade thrown because he's playing overseas. It's still pro basketball. It players. is, but it's it not. Is. It's not the NBA. But it's not the NBA. NBA is just the. And the NBA, it shows you when we go to Olympic basketball. Why? Yeah. So Ben Simmons has to reinvent himself. His athletic ability isn't what it once was. Um, his mindset definitely isn't what it once was. And when you watch the game, he looks scared. His mindset has never been what it is. At, like. He's never been he's never had that mindset to where he was gonna go to the basket and score. No he is, he, but he would do it in transition. He's not even doing transition that now. is different. Transition he's, but, he's typically out he's front running. Let's call it what it is. He's front running. Yeah, but he but he, he won't he won't even do that no, now. Because he's because he's so anti free throw. I seen a play the other night. What was Ben I forgot who was guard, who, who was on the other side. It was just him and one guy down the floor. And he was dribbling, and his head was on a swivel looking for anybody running with him. By the time he got to the basket, he didn't realize he was at the freaking basket. And he jumped in the air, turned around, and passed the ball off. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Because you passed the ball off, and there was a defender in front of the person you passed the ball to. So now it's not even a, it's not even a transition point no more because he has to pull back and reset the offense. Yeah. What are you doing? Shit. I'm not the best finisher at the basket. I damn sure ain't. I tell you one thing though, you put me on one on one with a fast break, I'll take my chances of making the damn shot. But, yeah. uh, but of course, if we actually play like the NBA did on the court, I'll, I'll knock down free throws. Yeah, I have no problem shooting free throws. I don't give a shit. Sad to see what Ben Simmons has come to. It sucks to see what Ben Simmons is coming out of LSU. Just a, a great, great prodigy. And the sad part is Zion Williamson is everything Ben Simmons thought he was going to be coming out of college. Eh, that's debatable. As in, no, a, a, as Z- in Zion was far more electrifying no, 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 than I'm, Ben Simmons. I'm, not, 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 not the electrifying. I'm just saying as far as like a great generational player. Because a lot of people really look at Ben Simmons. He's 6'10. He can handle the ball like a guard. He's at LSU. He's he's dunking. He he was dunking on people. He had an offensive game with his back to the somewhat of an offensive game with his back. It, it was competent enough. His to, game to make didn't compare to what his game didn't compare to Zion's in college. I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about how he was touted coming out of college. Okay. The hype that he was like he's going to change yeah. the life of a franchise and this and that and he uh, did change the life of a franchise. Philly never won. That's not changing the life of a friend. I mean, Philly ain't one since Dr. J was there. I know, so. but they thought, you know, oh, let me, oh, that was, he was a part of the trust the process. There's a reason why Joel Embiid was the process and he wasn't. Facts. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let us get to these prime time picks. 
Uh oh. Let's start with the easiest one. Thursday night. Eagles. Let's move on. <laughs> Both of us are picking the Eagles. Yeah, there's no uh, there's let's no discussion. On. There's no debate. love. Damian Pierce. Texans suck. Eagles. Yeah, I mean, cool, but that's it. All right. Sunday night. Tennessee visiting the Chiefs. Give me Kansas City at home. I'm not even going to lie to you. Give me Kansas City at home. And I like what Malik Willis did. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Given you know the, Derrick Henry did the work. Yeah. 219 yards. The work. That's that's where I was going. I like what Malik Willis did. But if Derrick Henry is going to give you 200 plus rushing yards, hell, you could throw your daughter back there against the Texans and they're going to win as long as Derrick Henry Rushes for 219 yards. Right. So, um, Malik uh, Willis did a pretty good job at just managing the game and winning the game. But um, against Patrick Mahomes, brother, <laughs> you got to bring the noise. You have to. So, um, I'm taking Kansas City. Monday night, you have the Ravens visiting the Saints. I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to circle this game. Is Mark Andrews playing? I don't know yet. It's, he's, I've heard up and down reports from what I've read, so I don't who's, know. Who's at home? The Saints. I, I'm circling this game because this is one of those, this is one of those trap games where Baltimore could fuck around and lose. But at the same time, Baltimore could fuck around and do exactly what the Saints did to the Ravens. Like I mean, to the Raiders last week and blow their ass out the water. You know, um, what's the guy they just traded for? Oh, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Who's playing quarterback for the Saints? Is it still Dalton? It's it's supposed to be, but it may be Jameis. But right now, it's Andy Dalton. So, I'm going to take the Ravens in a familiarity game. Because if it is Andy Dalton, they're familiar with him because he used to be the quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they know how to beat him because the coach is still the same from the Ravens. So, give me the Ravens on a Monday night, even though it is on the road in New Orleans. I do. Uh, I, as much as I like the Saints' defense in this game, because I freaking hate the Saints. Um, it's the only team I hate more than the Cowboys. Crazy. Um, huh? No, I said it's crazy to think about. Yeah. Um. No Michael Thomas, but Alvin Kamara's playing. Mm. Don't know if Jarvis Landry's going to play, but Chris Olave's playing. <laughs> Alvin Kamara's come back to life. It's highly possible the Saints could oh, win. Oh, give me game. the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. I'm, 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 I'm going to take... Um, I just... Not even that I believe. I freaking know <laughs> Lamar Jackson is a more competent quarterback than Andy Dalton, and he's definitely a more competent quarterback than Derek Carr. 
I feel like if Lamar Jackson was the quarterback of the Raiders last week, the Raiders would have won the game against the Saints. I don't know. We've seen Lamar do some strange things, especially against when they lost to the Giants, throwing that dumbass pick. Don't talk about such a beautiful play like that. It was a beautiful play by the Giants defense. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm circling that game because that has the potential to be a trap game because New Orleans is riding high off of the momentum of a shutout. Alvin Kamara is starting to come into his own. Chris Olave is doing Chris Olave things. Now, I do think 100% if Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas plays, the scales have been tipped. And it's possible that the Saints pull this game off at home. Michael Thomas isn't playing. I'm not so sure about Jarvis Landry. Landry may play. If Landry plays, now you're talking about Olave, Landry, Callaway, Kamara, um... Fuck, I always forget his name. What's the Swiss Army Knife's name? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, yeah. And possibly Andy Dalton, maybe Jameis Winston. If it's Andy Dalton, I mean, we'll see. Clearly, Andy Dalton did what he was supposed to do when they blew the Raiders out, but... Andy Dalton is just inconsistent as a quarterback. He has good games, and then he he has some very good games, and he has some very piss-poor fucking games. I know, I told you. He threw six touchdowns against the the Cardinals, threw two to the Cardinals. Shut up. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So our primetime picks are the exact same. Yeah, but none of those are surprising. Um, yeah, no, there's no shock value there. But I, I feel like for all the sake these, of discussion, that just so people know. I feel like all these games, are, or these games this week are very predictable. Um, I do and I don't. Because there's some interesting games on this schedule, too. Um, well, I'm, I'm just talking about the primetime games. I, I think the primetime games are yeah. pretty much... As far as the rest of the schedule goes, there's another trap game on the schedule that I'm still back and forth with, and it's that Chargers-Falcons game. Because the Falcons have been pulling off some weird-ass fucking wins. And this, the Chargers are prone to lose games that don't make no fucking sense. Shout out to Oregon's um, Marcus Mariota, and man. Let me also bring up that Keenan Allen is probably not playing in this game. He said his hamstring got worse over the bye week. So no Keenan Allen means that they have no star receiver. So what you're hoping on is that Austin Eckler by himself can beat the Falcons. Now, we'll see. We also have a toilet bowl game. Raiders and Jags. Two and five versus two and six. That's going to be a hard game to pick. I know who I'm picking, but it's definitely a toilet bowl game. Um, a game I'm actually intrigued by is the Rams and the Bucks. Two teams who have no business being three and four and three and five respectively, but playing in the three twenty five slate. Very interesting game. I don't know who I'm picking in that game. I actually, I'm actually surprised it didn't flex this game out of. Out I would. I wouldn't flex it out of a three twenty five spot in favor of who? Because your twelve o'clock slate consists of. I will tell you right now. Chargers, Falcons, Dolphins, Bears, Panthers, Bengals, Packers, Lions. Raiders, Jags, Colts, Patriots, Bills, Jets, Vikings, Commanders. Who do you flex them for? There's not a single game of those games. I'm not gonna lie. I would kind of. I would flex for the Bills, Jets. I wouldn't because the Jets I, gonna get smoked. I th- I would flex for the Bills, Jets. I mean, I guess because it's a division game. I understand why you said that. Yeah, Six I, and I, one I, and I, five I, and three. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you that. I would ask. I, I would flex for the Bills, Jets, because for the first time, I'm more. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be more intrigued by the Colts Patriots game because if the Patriots win, 
and the Jets lose, the Patriots are now second in the division. Well, which starts the Patriots to, but, are going to finish second in the but division. But no, no, no. It starts to play into the wild card picture that we talked about when we made our season picks mm-hmm. when you asked me about the Patriots being a wild card team, and I said it's highly possible. Oh, um, no, I said it was, was going to happen. Now, another, for me personally, another game that I'm like, mm, the game might be better than, better than I think is as Seahawks and Cardinals game. That could be interesting. I think that's going to be it. I think Seahawks and Cardinals, what, what, what time is that game? 3.05. 3.05? Well, it's technically 3.25, but because yeah. the game is in Arizona, it's 3.05. You know, if it was at Seattle, it would be 325. That's an intro. That's another game that I'm like, hmm. I like this game. Um, I like that game a lot. I don't know who I'm picking, but I like that game, though. That's, I love that's, it. That's a game that the Cardinals could steal. I can just – that's a game they could steal. I don't know if that's who I'm picking, but that's a game they could steal. With D-Hop back, anything is possible at this point. 100%. Uh, that Vikings-Commanders game, that has potential of it. That has an upset potential. What time is that game? Twelve o'clock. I would probably flex that game over. Uh, what you call because we you talk about it more than I do. But we talk about Taylor Heineke. But if that game is close, yeah. But Taylor Heineke is playing against my true. cousin, bro. But if that game is close, look what happened last week. You give Taylor Heineke just enough time. Taylor Heineke's a baller. I'm just saying. So the Vikings do need to blow them out the water quick. Now I'll tell you something else that came up that people haven't probably watched is Chase Young practiced this week. Chase Young is in his 21-day window ah. to be activated back to the roster. So that could, I'm not going to say tip the scales, but it could change the I'm gonna game. Tell you what, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to tip the scales for me in that game. TJ Hawkinson? No. That's what tipped the scales for me. That's, that's not what that's, that's the, not what tipped the, the scale for me. The commanders against tight ends have been ass. That's not what tipped the scale for me. You know exactly what tipped the scale for me. Kim Cuz is playing at noon. Yeah, it ain't what? It ain't prime time, baby. Give me Kimfo Kirk all the way. (laughs) So we got some really good. Once it ain't prime time, I'm picking Kimfo Kirk. You got six teams on a bye. Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, Niners. So a lot of missing pieces. I'm actually happy the Niners have a bye week this week because it gives Debo extra week to. um... Yeah, no, 100%. Um, Same with the Browns. It gives the Broncos. It gives Russ a chance to do more high knees. Shout out to Russ and the high knees. The high knees work. He needs to do high knees before every game. I knew that shit was going to come up at some point. <laughs> but the high knees helped you beat the fucking Jaguars. Um, the Steelers needed this bye week probably as bad as anybody else because y'all need to figure out how to fuck to feed Najee Harris. Damn that. Successfully. They need to figure out how they're going to run their offense without Chase Claypool too. Pickens. The Giants just got to kind of Giants got to regroup. Just, well, but you'd also traded Kadarius Tony to to the Niners. Yeah, but Kadarius Tony. Damn, been I didn't bring that up. Yeah, but but he has been playing. That's why it wasn't brought and up. No, no, you ain't read the reports, huh? What? He hasn't been injured. He was injured at the beginning, but he has been healthy, and they have not played him. Right, right. But, but, but what I'm saying is that Kadarius Tony was supposed to be there. Was supposed to be their guy, and they've been winning without him actually playing. Yes, because they have re- essentially refused to play him. And now you send him to Kansas City. That's fine. That's now, that's, and that's and I can't believe we didn't. Even, I, I didn't write that trade down. That was actually one that I was actually like. I actually picked up Kadarius Tony in one of our. I think in our league, I picked him up. If Kadarius Tony is healthy, and you give Kadarius Tony to a team like the Chiefs, no, he will not be Tyreek Hill. 
but he will be lethal. He'll be good. Hell yeah. He will be lethal after the catch. Like I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I understand what yeah, you're saying. Like 100. No, I completely I, I, got not, you. I'm not surprised that the Giants traded him. And because you know what, they traded him while his stock was high, which is perfectly fine with me. Now, whether or not it keeps going, if it trends up or if it trends down, that's on him. But they, I think, with them winning without him playing, he was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Well, from the receiver spot, it's yeah. like, would I have traded him if I was a GM? Hell no. But, <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? From from a standpoint of where the Giants, what, what are they, six, uh, five and three? Because they, oh, they lost five and two? They've only lost two games. They only lost two games? So they're six and two. They lost two games. Am I tripping? The Giants are. Yeah, they're probably six and two. I'm pretty sure they only lost two games. They lost two. Um, they lost last week to the Seahawks. Correct. And they lost one more game that I, I who the hell did they lose to? They lost to okay, obviously, yeah, yeah. They are six and two though, by the way. Yeah. But I can tell you right now. Uh, schedule. Team schedule. Can't think of who else they lost. It's okay. I got. I got. You know. I got the website yeah, ready yeah, to rock and yeah. roll. So I will tell you. Up oh, here we go. New York Giants. Schedule. And they lost like two weeks, two or three weeks ago. It was it was recent because they started off hot. They lost to Dallas. Dallas. That's exactly they were in week three. Damn them fucking cow. Anyway, um, they lost in week three. So they lost yeah. in week three. Then they went on a a bit right. of a win streak. Yeah. They went on a big win. They went on a four game win streak, and then they lost yeah. to Seattle. And then oh my god. The Giants have listen a, to this. The shit. Giants have a pretty hard schedule coming. No, up. the fuck they don't. Coming out of the bye, they have the Houston Texans, they have the Detroit Lions, and then they have Dallas again. Then they have the Commanders, and then they have Philly, and then they have the Commanders again. So when when, right, when I say so when I say right, they have so, a, yeah, so right out of the bye, no, they can get the momentum back coming right. out of the bye. What, what, what I mean, like they have a hard schedule coming. They got all their division games on the at the very end of their schedule. Now they have. End. Now I like that we have the Giants and the Cowboys on what looks like Thanksgiving. Speaking is Thanksgiving of Thanksgiving, be on, Thanksgiving is the twenty fourth this year. Speaking, Whoa. it can't it can't be the it can't be the twenty fourth because Thanksgiving is the last the last Thursday in November. It can't. Correct, and that is the last Thursday in November is the twenty fourth. Oh, thirty days after September, April, June, and November. Yep, Thanksgiving. So they won't have a thirty one. Oh yeah. shit! Cowboys and Giants on Thanksgiving is actually a meaningful game. So my bad. So let like me ask you a question. It's, it's actually a meaningful game. Let me let me ask you a question real quick. Go ahead. How would you like to beat up on people 26 and under? I know what you're asking me. Okay. Do you, do you, you do realize that I'm already I'm 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 in that chat as well, right? I just I just want to know how how would you like to do that? I mean, I'm going to have fun with it. I am going to be the official DJ and commentator. Oh, for the for the for the Black Bowl. Oh, bet cuz I'm most likely going to play and I feel like I'm going to go and record videos on YouTube and be like, y'all think we be playing a, what? Look, look, look at this man on the field. Well, they also said that it's going to be flagged. 
Nobody out there is fucking with you, flag. Nobody plays flag as much as you do. And there, a, no, there's a, there's a couple players. I've, unless, I've looked, there there's some alumni out there that I know can steal ball. Like I'm of not. Of course. I'm, not, I'm. Let me let me go ahead and put. The, I'm telling you right now. I'm. I am not going to be the best one out there on the field. Let me tell you what I am going to be though. I am going to be one of the most dangerous ones on the field. Because so, here's here's where I tip the scales. I did not play four years of high school football. I played correct. two. You went to track. So permanently. all of a sudden, I didn't have those varsity football years like a lot of these alumni are going to have. But I have more I have more flag football experience than all of them. That's where I can balance the game out. Exactly. And again, now it also comes down to two things. We're playing seven on seven as opposed to eight on eight, which I'm accustomed to playing anyway, but seven on seven, no big deal. Where it changes the game is two things. How we're going to quote unquote rush the passer and where I'm going to be on offense. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. If you put you, CJ, CJ, both of them, Mm-hmm. Damon Guillory. Mm-hmm. Justin Molly. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't. Can I have Justin Neal too? Yeah, you can have Justin Neal too because Justin said he was going to show up. Okay. Um. Hell, with that group, I'll fucking play quarterback. This, this, this is kind of, this, this is kind of my point right here. I get the younger guys have younger legs. And things of that nature. But I also understand that the older guys are going to have better chemistry than the younger guys. I'm not concerned about the younger legs. And, and the reason why is because we're talking about our generation and the generation behind us. We not the generation behind the generation of our younger cats. Exactly. And this is the, the athleticism, in my opinion, as actually, I think it's fairly even. This, this is exactly why I think you're going to be one of the top five players on the field because you actually play flag football every single week for like the past three years. No, so, since 2009. Well, yeah, but you had to take breaks in between. No, I didn't. Since 2008, because you got to, did you play whenever you were deployed to? Yes, I played in Africa. Then why the hell wouldn't you? I gonna, played. I played in the Army Navy game in Africa. Okay, so you're gonna be you, you're gonna be the most experienced guy on the field. You're gonna be the best player on. Field. No. Experience, yes. Best, probably not. I, I, no, no, no. You also got to remember, the best doesn't always mean, the, the, the best natural player doesn't always mean the best player. I think you're going to be the best player because you understand on a chemical level how flag football works. Fair now, enough. granted, I don't think we're going to have actual refs, so that might work against you in your favor. But if we had actual, if you have actual refs and you do this game, You'd be the best player on the field, flag football wise, easily, because that's what you do. Yeah, the refs are gonna be the. I didn't even ask him about that. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about that. I can get actual refs because I'm concerned about two things. If we're playing flag, I'm concerned about two things immediately: football players doing football things, which is stiff arming and slapping hands when it's time to pull the flags, because those are both considered flag guarding, which are ten yard penalties. You cannot. Swipe at people's hands trying to grab your flags, and you cannot do f- football moves like that. Like, you can't stiff arm. Like, you can't. Those are 
because flag is considered non-con unless you play contact. Like we're gonna have to establish. I need to figure out what's rule. If we're gonna play TAF rules, then it's no contact. If we're gonna play seven on seven contact, then corners and receivers can have hand play. Flag guarding, obviously, you still can't do. But there's like that changes a few things. It changes the way I'm going to play. Let me let me say it differently. I'll tell you this. If it had to be money, I bet you're going to be the best player on the field. And I also think 27 up is going to win. I don't think 26 and under is going to win because their inexperience is going, is going to show a lot. And we are not the last generation where everybody's out of shape and can't, and can't run up and down the field. Nah, it's a generation behind the 26 and under. So. I don't. Like, whenever the 26 and under step into our shoes and play the 26 and under, they're going to blow them out of the water. I think the I think the group behind the twenty six and under is that group of young men that are not gonna be as athletic as the twenty six and under now. And they're not more experienced. They're not experienced enough either. No, well, they'll they'll probably have the experience because flag is becoming bigger and bigger. But I think the twenty six and under, when they become the twenty seven and over, are gonna be far more experienced and more athletic hey. because I definitely think the. I don't think the 26 and under are going to be near as good. How about this? Go ahead. The 27 and up also got John L. We would have Todd if he was here. You but don't want Todd. You saw what happened. Todd done lost a lot of weight. No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. You got to remember. You talking play, about Lee College? When we play flag football hey, in Lee College. You know who else we're going to have in the 27 and up? Barry Jones. Jaron Smith. Barry wasn't that bad. At I know. I'm just. I'm no, no. I'm just naming players. We're gonna. But here's another. But his experience is definitely gonna show. But let me give you an X factor in the 27 and up that we're gonna have that people haven't talked about yet. Dennis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dennis, Dennis nice of flag football. That's what I'm saying. Like, let me. You know, let me play. Look, Do you still got uh, me, me, and, me and, Who the quarterback? My quarterback. Not your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, from Lee College, your quarterback, Sunshine. Sunshine didn't go to one of the. Uh, he went to Liberty. Damn. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I was, I was talking. And about he's also white. So. Oh, oh you yeah. talking about Chris? Chris, yeah. Oh. Ooh, let me tag. I'm gonna tag him in the. I'm gonna tag him. Did Pokey go to school out here? No, nah, he went to Crosby. Mm, My team was loaded. My team was loaded because Pokey, Dak. We beat your team in the playoffs, though. Just no saying. But. Y'all might have smacked us in the regular season, but we y'all in the playoffs. The team that we showed up with to follow, which was me and Dennis and O'Kell and all them boys, yeah. And then Malcolm, Malcolm Murray, another X-Factor potential for the 27 and up team. Will Malcolm Rubin play? Because of Malcolm Will Malcolm Rubin, Rubin play? If Malcolm Rubin plays, y'all have a quarterback. <laughs> a you very know, good one. Would Which team would Xavier Rubin be playing on? Wouldn't he be 26 and under? Be twenty seven and up. Oh, you know what? When, 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 yeah. when, we, when we were juniors, Xavier Rubin was a, a freshman. You right? Yeah, he'd be twenty seven up. Twenty seven up is going to be loaded. This is why Bro, I said I haven't even like I didn't. I need to tag Thomas Bates. This 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 is why I said in in when I whenever uh Justin ta- Justin asked me about it, I was like, bro, you should just have everybody show up at the field, act like it's going to be twenty seven and up. Versus twenty six and under, and have a fantasy draft Mm-mm. and ju- and just play because you got to do it like a traditional turkey bowl if you're no, gonna you don't. No, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. And the reason and the reason why you don't is because it's only seven on seven. 
That's it, fine. It's only 707. There's going to be hundreds of people that might show up to this. And it's only going to be 707. So your best bet is once we... That's why I told, get the numbers. Once you get the numbers, figure out... Here's a... Here, I'll talk with him about this, but here's how it needs to be sorted out. Once you get the numbers, because that's the key, is the numbers. Find out for the 26 and under how many quarterbacks you have. For the 27 and up how many quarterbacks you have. Your quarterbacks become team captains. Your quarterbacks pick teams. Now you have, let's say, let's just say you have four. Let's say you have two and two. You now have two 27 and up, two 26 and under. They both pick teams, and you go from there. Now you've got four teams. Now you can have... The two twenty, the two twenty sixes play. The two twenty sevens play. The winners from the twenty six and twenty sevens play each other, and then the two losers from twenty six and twenty seven play each other, and go from there. I don't think it's going to work like that. I'm just saying that that would be one of your best organized ways to do it. Yeah, well, I, I, I just because you want the best of each, the best of each to play each other. I don't think it's going to work that way for the simple fact I think more twenty six and under are going to show up than twenty seven and up. Probably true. Which means, which which would mean that we got to have our Iron Man ready. So, that's why I said it should just be straight like, I agree, quarterbacks quarterbacks will work, but I don't think it should be 20, 26 in under versus 27. Remember, I just think all the, quarter, the quarterbacks should just pick teams, and that's that. Obviously, everybody doesn't know everybody. Which makes it even more intriguing because if you don't know everybody there, you're just picking people based on looks. Mm. Mm. I don't know. We got some things to figure out. Anyway, Johnel, I need to see you out on that field. Damn that. I need to see you in this motherfucking studio. Yeah, that's going to happen though. Because we got the third mic working. That means you need to be locked in for the season finale, my boy. Suck Charlotte won't be here. Charlotte would have been a fun one. To I'm do telling it. you, man, if C. Clark was in here, this would what? Mm. Listen, that whole that whole episode would be nothing about me, nothing but music. And that'd be one of our most entertaining episodes. Yes, it would. So, ladies and gentlemen, we told y'all we had a jam-packed show. I hope 100 percent that we did not disappoint. I hope that we brought you guys as much entertainment and laughter and updates if you for some reason just didn't weren't updated prior to listening to us um we appreciate every last one of our dedicated listeners that continue to listen as we progress through season three working our way into season four we're only going to keep getting better facts that's just the nature of the beast we were supposed to stop after season two because that's just what the metrics say the metrics say after season two you go through a lull in season three and you start to taper off I don't think we've done it. I think we've done the opposite. Facts. So that means our finale is just going to be lit. Through the roof. Like a motherfucker. So I am your child's counselor's favorite DILF, Mr. GQ. I'm your child's principal favorite DJ, DJ Micah B. And we out. Mumble mentality activated. I waited for so long. Get burned and stop out. And my stock is going up cause of my hunger When you see me in my zone I'm locked in, not clocked in I'm never boxed in When you see me in my zone